Good afternoon. Pastor Wesco asked me if I'd take his place this afternoon, and so I'm going to share a few thoughts with you from John chapter 17. If you would turn your Bibles, please, to John chapter 17. Uh, such a wonderful portion of Scripture that tells us the inner thoughts and words of our Savior as he approached the betrayal and crucifixion that would shortly follow. He was leaving, and he was entrusting the work to his disciples. I wish you'd meditate with me on this scripture this afternoon as we consider it for a few moments. Father in heaven, open our hearts and minds and spiritual hearts to the truths that are here, for they communicate to us the desires of our Savior as he approached Calvary, whereby he would take upon himself uh, what was necessary in order to empower us to be all that he want, wants us to be. And so, Lord, these are precious, precious thoughts, precious words revealed to us in your scripture. Help them to speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. John chapter 17. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Can you imagine? The Lord came down, and as he became a man, he began his ministry, and he chose out some men, those 12, that would walk with him, that he would mentor, that he would disciple, that would travel with him and experience the successes and the failures and all the things that would take place in his ministry. A three-year intense training session. And now it was graduation day except they weren't graduating, the teacher was. He was going back to heaven. Boy, that's a long way off. And he was leaving behind him these 12 that he had trained for all these years. Quite a motley group. A couple of fishermen, a tax collector. One he knew was about to betray him. And he had done all that was in the Father's will to prepare these men to carry on the work that he would now leave, at least physically, materially, as he returned to his home in heaven with his Father in glory. It's a lot of trust he was putting in those men. But he was also providing a great deal of power, a great deal of means to carry out the tremendous task that was going to be left for them to do. And 
he thought about this. As he faced his coming betrayal, and yet this evening, his crucifixion and the events that would make it possible for these men he had mentored to do the work he had done, even more so than anything he'd trained them about in the three years. It was the power of his death and resurrection that would be the answer to all the insecurities, the uncertainties, the failures, the inadequacies, the problems that were embedded within those he left behind to build his church. Verse 6, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me. And they have kept thy word. Wow, that's an interesting statement. They have kept my word. He was making some positive statements here, overlooking or kind of putting under the blood ahead of time some memories that wouldn't made you think it'd be difficult to say that about them. But they have kept thy word. That's his evaluation. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. His testimony to them was very clear. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. No need for a further course in apologetics. They knew who he was, and they knew he was true. You know, it's always been an amazing thing to me, this, this statement here. All things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee, for I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me. I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me. You know, we struggle sometimes understanding the omniscience of the Lord Jesus, how he could be like any other man and suffer and have experiences like we have when he was omniscient and omnipotent. But we find out earlier in the Gospel of John, as a matter of fact, that the way you explain that is this. Jesus only exercised those divine characteristics which were still a part of him as he walked on the surface of the earth at the will of his Father. He didn't do anything more than what his Father wanted him to do, and he didn't do anything less than what his Father wanted him to do. Now, can you imagine the... I mean, if you would put yourself in that position to do just what your father told you to do and not do anything he didn't want you to do and follow him exactly, even though you had the power to do anything you wanted to do. But he submitted himself. He submitted himself. And all the confidence was there that these individuals had received not just what Christ wanted to do, but in the Godhead of unity, he had given them all the Father wanted them to have to equip them. Verse 9. I pray for them. Well, we, we've been studying that in Hebrews, haven't we? We have an advocate with the Father right now that's praying for all of us here this afternoon. Each one of us. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them, which thou hast given me, for they are thine. They are secure. In my hand, the ones you have given me. They are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Quite a statement. 
considering these 12. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. He said, I'm leaving. I'm not leaving them in a very good situation. I'm leaving them in the world. You know, when having children, we, as parents, are often responsible. If something should happen to us, what, what would happen to the children? Where would they go? And we make plans about what family they would maybe go with or where they would go to protect them. Not just let them be turned loose to the world. But Jesus now was leaving these disciples in the midst of the world. A world in turmoil, a world cursed by sin, a world blinded by spiritual deadness in a sin nature. And he was leaving them in that world. Now I am no more in the world. But these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. Cried out for the power of God to work in their lives and bring them unity in their ministry and service to start and found and carry on the church that Christ had proposed and that would be inaugurated just shortly after these events on Pentecost when the church was born. Verse 12, While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Oh, it was going to be in a wicked place. It's going to take a lot of prayer praying for him. He'd equipped them uh, that they might have my joy. In spite of all that, they could live on in a world like this, with the problems like this, and still be joyful, still have fulfillment real fulfillment, real joy. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. You know, the world hates to see the church succeed. I come to understand that there are some, not all, but some in I won't even identify the segment in my mind, but certain ones that have targeted people of another persuasion in these days, people of the world system who have targeted people who are clearly set apart for the Lord. The world hath hated them. The world wants to see them fail. The world wants to take advantage of their failures. He wants, wants to exploit their weaknesses wants to exploit their sin, wants to capitalize on destroying their relationships. Verse 15, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from the evil one. 
They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. It's one of my favorite verses. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. He wasn't going to come back right away. He's going to leave them here for a while in the world. And he's going to leave them one very powerful tool to survive that ordeal. And you all hold it in your hand right now. It's the word of God. But what you, don't, what you hold in your hand and you can't see is the Holy Spirit that leads you in applying that word, which he sent upon his departure. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. Sanctify them. Separate them. They're different people. They don't handle things the way people in the world handle them. They don't think the way people in the world think. They, they are set apart in their mannerisms, in their philosophies, in their thinking, in their intentions, because they have the truth that they've gleaned from thy word. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Whoa. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Now that, that's, that's quite a statement there. He says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And now down in verse 19 he says, for their sakes I sanctify myself. How did, I mean, we're obviously, we're to sanctify ourselves by setting ourselves apart from wickedness and being devoted to the word of God. That's how, but how would, how would Jesus sanctify himself? Well, he was about to perform the greatest act of uh, sanctifying that could possibly be performed. And that was his death on the cross. He was setting himself apart. He was the only one, the only one who could make the provision for us all through the cross. He set himself apart from the world he set himself apart from him own, his own desires. He set himself apart from the temptations, from the struggles, and he fixed his eye on that. He sanctified himself and kept his focus on what he was doing here because herein is the power for the fulfillment of this prayer. And he had sanctified himself to accomplish it. Verse 19, for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they might also be sanctified through the truth. See, you could have the truth. You could have the truth about God and the world and all sorts of things. But if he didn't sanctify himself to bring this about, you wouldn't ever be able to, to understand the truth and apply it or use it. Because it's only through the power of his blood that we can understand it and apply it and use it. Neither pray I for these alone. Whoops, we're getting closer to home here. Neither pray I the, for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Any, anybody want to raise your hand and tell me if that's you? That's us. So 
the prayer projected downstream here a little bit. Neither pray I thee for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. What a responsibility, that they all may be one. But it's as illustrated by the Godhead itself. Father art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. They'll never be one if it's not in us. Only through their plan, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, can we be one. Verse 22. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they might be one, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. Perfect is the idea of complete, not, not without any fault at all, but complete, fulfilling to let there to fulfilling the purpose for which they were designed and created and called and be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved me as thou hast loved me see the only way the world will know is by watching us verse 24 father I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am. Hey, I'm sure glad he added that to prayer. That they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee. And these have known that thou hast sent me. These is the disciples and us. We know that the Father sent him. Because we know how important this was and what it's meant to us in our lives. If you've been a Christian very long, remembering this event. And I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. That the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. The love of God manifests in our lives toward one another, toward those on the outside, toward those who are hurting, toward those who are rejoicing. The love of God shown through us to the world. But, last phrase, I in them because Christ is in us. I invite you to this communion table this afternoon to contemplate this gift in light of Jesus' prayer. Because his prayer was on the verge of this event that we celebrate and look back on. And so I would like for you today as you meditate between the cup and the bread and so forth, so just keep your Bible open right now. Don't close it. Glance through that chapter. Maybe there's a phrase here or there, something that really stands out to you. 
meditate on it, pray over it. We want Jesus' high priestly prayer to be answered in us as we experience the power of the cross in our lives here today. Father in heaven, pray, Lord, for you to use your word, even as you always have, both in the time of your walking on the earth and since then, to speak to your people. Sanctify us in your truth. In Jesus' name.